40 footed for Ennis. Oh, 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 I got a live one here. <laughs> Tim win season, just the seventh in the history of the program. Dino Babers has delivered on his promises. It's over. It's over. The Orange have won it. Syracuse has won the national championship. This is the Seth Everett Show. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. Where's the year going? It's basketball season. Yay, it's basketball season. Donna DeToto will join us in about uh, 14 minutes from now. My name is Seth Everett. Polly Sebelia is with us. Good morning, Polly. Good morning. Hey, no 3 2 1 this time. How bad? Not yet. I'll ruin it. Okay. I can make that happen. If you want I'm the ruiner to. of everything. <laughs> Because you laugh every time I do it, so it's fun. Um, question for you. Sure. Question. No, no, not a question for you. A question for the audience. And it's a question that I'll ask in the context in which I'm asking it. Uh, you can give us a call at 315-437-7644, but you've got to do it soon because we have Donna DeTota at 1015, and we have something else coming up at, 7, at 1030. And the question is... If preseason football stinks, preseason hockey is unwatchable, spring training baseball is boring, why is exhibition basketball a thing? And I'm not saying it to rip. I'm not saying it to rip. There's a, there's a context in which I'm saying this, and it's a genuine one. So, like I said, it's, it's a question to Polly, but it's a question to you folks. 315-437-7644. And here's the acceptable answer that I think is the real answer. This is just, we love Syracuse basketball so much, and we're seeing these players do anything. And there's a cool uh, reference to, like, La Liga over in, in Italy or Serie A, where... Soccer teams will play exhibitions in the United States, and fans will cry because they saw their team in person, even though it's an exhibition game. They call it friendlies. And I'm not saying I'm not watching tonight. I'm not saying I wish we had a you know a post game show to do tonight. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we bash preseason football. We bash preseason hockey. I bash spring training. We haven't done a show then, but I think spring training baseball is boring. Why is Syracuse exhibition basketball a thing? Paulie, would you like the first stab at this? Sure, and I think my answer is correct. Um, I think it's because you get to see players that you haven't seen before for the first time. You're going to see a Joe Girard, you know. You're Not Carrier. the manager of the Phillies. Not yeah. the manager of the Phillies. Yes. You're, you're going that. to see these players for the first time. Uh-huh. And, and, and I think it's fun. And you get to see them, you know, not thrown to the wolves, if that makes sense. You get to see them play the way that they... It, it's fun. It's, you get to go out okay. and see young players play for the first time, and you're introduced okay. to them in a setting where it's, it's not fun. thrown to the wolves against, you know, this year... <laughs> Those guys are playing Virginia to start. Well, and that's part of the argument because normally, and they, again, I'm not, I'm not taking a stance like I, I hate this. I want to understand. This is an educational segment. This is a public service announcement. I want to understand this because I don't, and I'm trying to understand. I literally will say. This team usually opens up with Colgate or somebody like that. 
And to me, those are the preseason games. Like, I know they count in the records, but those are the exposure. And I think there's something, and I brought this up when it was the crunch. Remember the crunch played a preseason game? And I have nothing but adoration for the crunch. I went to the crunch game alone Sunday afternoon to check out the Syracuse-Toronto game because that was... I, I love hockey and I love the crunch, but in you, you couldn't drag me to a preseason hockey game. I don't care if Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux are playing in it; it wouldn't matter to me. I don't think and, it's. Uh, I, I I don't think it's similar. I think college basketball is totally different, and maybe it's just because we're in Syracuse and I grew up in a. It's a basketball town. Correct. This is the. the it's a religion here. You go to see. But that was my first suggestion. That's that's the answer, and that's what I want a fan to suggest. And we have one. I just want to see. I just want to see these people, uh, just in uniform. I want to see Jim Beheim roaming the sideline. I need to see that, and I get to see it tonight against Alfonso Ribeiro and Carlton. Would you like to speak to Wayne? Let's go, Wayne. Wayne, you're on ESPN Syracuse. Well, I think your I think your question has a threefold answer, and the first fold is is, is because it is a way of life here. It is Syracuse. We have to have it. We have to have basketball. The second part is we don't really have football, especially this year, because well, it's depressing. That's fair. And 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 the third part is it's the unknown. You can't compare it to the MLB or any professional leagues. We know what all those players are. We've got five guys coming in this year. We don't know anything about except a couple of thirty-second clips we've seen on YouTube against I know how to high pronounce school them. kids, and and that's what it is. It's, it's seeing the unknown for the first time, and and it's the hopes and it's everything rolled into one. But you can't compare it to professional sports. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Do you are you going tonight? I I can't. I got to work. Okay, then are you going to watch it tonight? Oh, if, I, if I'm done in time, absolutely. Even if it's the last five minutes, I'll watch it. I'll listen to it on the radio while I'm driving you'll listen around. To Matt, you'll li- listen to Matt Park in, 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 the, in the broadcast on TK, and the, I believe it's streaming. If, if, if I'm correct, it's a streaming app, so it'll be on ACC Network Extra, which yep. you can get and you will watch. I, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm watching the game, but like I said, what I it, it's exhibition, and what I don't want tomorrow to do and I appreciate the call, man. What I don't, Paulie, want to do is I don't want to break this down like I didn't want to break down the game against uh, uh, Johnny Damon. You don't have to break it down, and you can't really take anything positive out of it because if okay. someone drops... Well, <laughs> you can take negatives out of these games. Ah, uh, okay. You, All right. You can't take anything... You know, if Braswell drops 25 on someone, you're wondering, well, that's against Damon. If someone, if Jalen Carey's turning the ball over a lot against Damon, Damon, you Johnny worry, Damon. you worry. That's kind of troublesome, you know. Yeah, but I, I, would, I would think, but you can't take anything really out of these games positively because they're playing against a lower level. But you get to see the players for the first time, and it's fun. It's fun. It's a rite of passage in this town. In your memory, has an exhibition game ever produced a significant injury? No. No, okay. it's produced a, a shocking outcome. Like they lost to Lemoyne one year. I remember, I remember. That. <laughs> but that, that when they lost to Lemoyne, that was an exhibition. 
Yeah, that that didn't count. Okay, I, 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 that is not something I filed away in my notes. <laughs> I, I I think I'm a pretty good fan. And that team went on to be very very good. You know, so right. So again, what did it matter? It was bragging rights for Lemoyne. Okay, yeah. okay, I can get that. I I would say if you're a Lemoyne fan, that would be interested. Uh, Carlton, by the way, is a Canadian team that won their 14th national championship last year with a win over Calgary, the Flames. No, last time wrong, we wrong played Carlton, it went to overtime. Oh, my God. Overtime? Yeah, it was the year that uh, it was. Uh, they did the the Canada trip, and it was the year Syracuse went 25-0, and 0, and uh, they struggled with Carlton early. Carlton. Because it's a very good Canadian team, and... Uh, they're the national. They're the they're the Virginia of uh, of Canada of Canada. So you got back to back national champs. Yeah, you coming have, to the dome. You have Carlton tonight, and then November sixth, it gets underway against Virginia. And I'll dedicate the entire hour. Like there will be nothing else in the world before that Virginia game. And I, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't want it to be misconstrued. And I don't. I don't think the caller did, and I don't think you are either. I, I think we are. I think we're all understanding each other, and it'll be interesting to see uh, Syracuse against Carlton. So, okay, let me let me understand the takeaways from this little public service announcement. Don't take any positives and just worry about the negatives. Sounds yes. like a hell of a night. Well, no, if you're because if you're making mistakes against a D two team, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, those have got to get remedied quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but if you drop thirty on a D two team, you did it against a D two team. You know, I, 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 we have we've had this conversation before, but in a market like Syracuse, that shouldn't be readily available outside of streaming. Is that going to be like if I go to Trappers, I'm going to be on twenty two Roku's? You think this game? Yeah, they'll have this game everywhere in Syracuse. Everywhere, yes. everywhere. Yes, Good. this is Syracuse. Good. No, I know. I believe me. I know it. I know. I know it very well. I just—it's an exhibition game. I—I I, I don't watch anything exhibition. I don't. Exhibition is exhibition. I think it's for the players. And I, you know, when you know what I resent. I, I and this is again. It's it's not apples to apples, but I resent uh, mandatory ticket purchases in the NFL. I resent that in the worst way. The fact that they make season ticket holders buy tickets on a per game basis they have to buy tickets to the preseason games that like that that is like a punch in the mouth from a fan standpoint so if fans are into this so how what, what kind of crowd are we going to get tonight eight to ten i'm guessing ten ten thousand people will, will be yeah. there no that's pretty good no i win i, I, I win. Go, yeah and, and, and seth you got to realize syracuse gets a bad rap for being a gray snowy town but when it comes to basketball i mean you got to put it up there fan base wise with any anything anything oh you're getting yeah, thirty thousand people anything. for basketball games and when these guys roll out for an exhibition game the fans are gonna watch and go and the and, exhibition and also Syracuse travels as well as anybody yes as the, well as anybody in the country the exhibition game also opens up uh seats for people that don't normally get to sit in them you know like what the I'm close, saying? The close yes, seats you, you, and... for people that don't get those seats every day, you get a chance to buy those seats and go check these games out. So that's why I also think a lot of people go out and watch. No, I think there's value to that. I, I think, that, look, there's absolute value to that. 
I, I'm not hating on this game. I I brought an a, interesting. I just wanted to hear the why. I, I'm always fascinated with the why of things, and I just think that when you're talking about an exhibition game, and I uh, I mean again, if the takeaway is don't take any positives, but worry about negatives. I, I could. I, I don't need basketball to there, do that. I, I that's my life. Yeah, and there's got to be some value in it too because I'm. I, I, I engineer the radio broadcast. I'm guessing there's no not there's not you a do? lot of Syrac- There's not a lot of D1 schools that are broadcasting their exhibition games either. I bet you it's Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Syracuse, and that may be it. You know, that'd be interesting to. to yeah, I, I guess. I guess is this um a, since it's ACC Network Extra. I know this is a little under the hood, so I don't expect you to know. Are students doing pregame and in, in half times? No, no, I like think they do. I don't think so. I think on the TV. Uh, I think Who's Matt, doing play I think, by play. I think Matt's, Matt Matt Park's doing TV, and uh, Brian Higgins is doing the radio call tonight. Oh, oh, then I said it incorrectly. Matt Park's doing TV, huh? I believe so. Do you think he puts on makeup? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't everybody that does TV? Yeah, okay, but it's it's streaming. Yeah, so, but you still got the camera. It's still HD and the lights and the right. glare. It's one of my favorite lines from Friends when they're watching the uh, the old uh, prom video for Monica and Rachel, and Monica's really heavy, and she says, "You know, the camera adds ten pounds." And Chandler goes, "How many cameras are on you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. All right, so uh, seven o'clock game. Uh, I that's a, I think at eight maybe seven thirty. Oh, it might be an eight o'clock game. Let me okay. look. Now, you're asking too many questions today. No, at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on ACC Network Extra, and of course TK ninety nine. Brian Higgins is doing the play by play. Yep, seven thirty pregame on TK and ESPN nice. AM twelve hundred. And it's a full broadcast, the whole kit and caboodle. No, it's a shortened, it's shortened pre and post. Oh, oh. I'm taking my ball and going home. We, we do an hour and a half pre pregame for every basketball game. Doing that for a Carlton game might be a little bit a little bit of a stretch. Oh, so now you're bashing Carlton. All right. Did anybody get my Fresh Prince references, Alfonso Ribeiro and Carlton? Yes, we got it. They're the Carlton Ravens. Did you know that? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, see, I taught you something. Carlton <laughs> Ravens. Hey, um, we'll find out what the uh, basketball team is looking at for tonight's matchup in the exhibition season. Uh, we are eight days away from the season opener against Virginia, and we will start our weekly segment with Donna DeTota from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard. Donna DeTota coming up next. I'm Seth Everett. He's Polly Sibilia, and this is ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Bill Rapp's Rapid Purchase. Enjoy the entire car buying process from your laptop, mobile device, or tablet at BillRapp.com. 315-437-7644 is the phone number. You can always give us a call. We don't always solicit calls um, just because we have a lot to do. But we're friendly. We'll always take them. But we're very friendly. We'll take them. Uh, I'm always looking for people to talk to. Because every time I ask Polly for plans, he blows me off. <laughs> you know who like did that? call in? Donna DeTota? Yes. Hey, how about that? From the Post Standard and Syracuse.com, our new friend. And this is the debut of a new weekly segment right here on ESPN Syracuse. As we talk Syracuse basketball with you, 
Donna DeTota is on the line. Donna, welcome. How are you? I am pretty well. I just got out of the dentist, so I'm doing quite well. I had a perfect checkup. It's all good. Oh, thank you. Can I tweet that? Is that okay? To most, people media? Leave, most people leaving the dentist are miserable. I know. Well, you know, I, I do not have a single cavity, and nor do I have a single feeling. I know, but is it possible you were numbed in some place that you're going to be slurring your words a little bit? Oh, no, no. No numbing whatsoever. I'm totally good. Wow, okay. All right. So, uh, you want me to do the intro again? We, we can start the whole hold segment on, no, over, Seth, ready? This brings up a good point. I have an idea. Right. I have an idea. Coming down in three, two, one. Donna DeTota joins us. <laughs> she has perfect teeth from Syracuse.com. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. My parents are going to be extremely excited about that intro. <laughs> They'll be proud of you. <laughs> Seth, They huh? really will be. They're going to be, my mom's going to be so pleased. How are your teeth, Seth? Because mine's a they're f- exceptional. Oh, mine are full of fillings. I was. Oh no, my teeth are the actually the only thing that's healthy about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I go to any kind of medical professional and they say, "Hey, great job." <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Donna. Uh, I asked this question of the listeners before, and I will ask you, as someone who covers this team on a day in day out basis, uh, what am I looking for tonight? And why is an exhibition game a big deal? Well, exhibition, deal, ex- exhibition games are really big deals because you get to see everybody play. Now, everybody's going to play tonight. Um, maybe some guys will play, obviously, more than other guys. Um, what you should look for tonight is Crawford has two pretty good guards. So, and Susie has a very inexperienced guard tandem, young and inexperienced guys at guard. So I think mm. that's going to be an interesting thing to, to observe tonight. Okay. Um, last game against uh, Johnny Damon. Um, they right. had 20 turnovers. Yes. 20, okay, and Jalen Carey had a couple of unforced ones and just didn't look comfortable. Um, what was your reaction, and what was Jim's reaction? Well, Jim, uh, I don't think, was very happy because he took him out of the game, Jalen out of the game after he made those two turnovers in the second half. Um, you know what? It's so early in the season, and um, I, I hate to make excuses for these guys, but, you know, it's, it's early in the year. They haven't really played anybody except for themselves. They don't really know what they're, what these opponents are going to do. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to Joe Gerard after the game that, that night, and we talked a lot about, the speed of the game. You know, for a lot of these young guys, they're not used to playing against college-age guys and against guys who are more athletic and are faster and know how to play the game better. So that is something that they really have to sort of adjust to as the season wears on and as they get kind of more comfortable playing with each other and against other teams. We're talking to Donna DeTota from uh, Syracuse.com and the Post Standard. She's going to be with us every Tuesday uh, right here on ESPN Syracuse. We're happy to announce it. We're happy to do this. And we're thrilled that she is going to be a part of our show. Um, uh, by the way, last week we had a lot of fun with your uh, pronunciation video. Yes. That was, that was great. So then I will ask you, and I will pronounce it correctly, what are realistic expectations for young Quincy Guerriere? <laughs> I think Quincy Guerrier is uh, going to be very Guerrier, good. Yeah, uh, I messed it up. He, he I, did that, I think he said the, what he referred to as right. the American version. The American version. I know. And I, I, I think you're good I, with I that. You're okay. It's okay. You're an American. <laughs> We're in America. I think you're good. It's okay. <laughs> um, I think Quincy is going to have a really nice year. You know, I don't think he played particularly well the other night. Um, but I think, you know, I saw him play in Italy, and he was, like, outstanding in Italy. I've seen him in practice. He's been outstanding in practice. Um, he's just a really rugged... 
um, a guy who plays with a ton of intensity, who has some skills. I mean, he can shoot the ball, he can take the ball to the basket, he can score around the rim. He's a, a pretty fierce rebounder. Um, and I think all of those things are going to really help him and help Syracuse this year. They, they especially need him on the boards. They need everybody on the boards. And I think he's going to re- help them in that category. You know, you referenced the Italy trip, and we didn't speak to you since then. We didn't really speak to anybody, Polly, uh, after the Italy trip because our show kind of started afterwards. What was the? If I'm a fan and I'm listening to this show, and I, you know, I, I go to ten games a year, why do I, as the fan, care that they went to Italy? And what was the benefit that will play out in the course of this season that says, you know, what it was a really good thing they went to Italy? Well, for one thing, they had to play in a gym where there were bats. So they're right there. You know, uh, I mean, that's, that's going to be the that. toughest thing that they face this year, for, for real. Right? There's not going to be another gym with bats flying around in it. <laughs> How was playing Virginia? It was fine. No bats in the belt. <laughs> no bats in the carrier dome. Exactly right. Um, so how is it, how will Italy help them? You know, they were together the entire time, for better or for worse. I imagine at some point you could get on another teammate's nerves when you're with them 24-7. But, you know, they had a lot of life Imagine who I work you know, with. They, 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 they were, you know, they were in Venice, they were in, uh, Siena, they were in Rome, they, you know, they, they wandered around as a team together, they ate meals together, um, they, and they played a lot of basketball together, which is important for a team that is so young, a team with five freshmen, uh, although John Bolajak did not go, so they, they had four freshmen there, but a lot of guys who had, had very little experience got to sort of play, and, um, got to be kind of the guy, and whereas, in previous in the previous season, they might not have pl- played as much, or they, it, for some guys, didn't play at all with each other. So that was hugely important, I think, just to sort of establish a little bond between these players and sort of get them to know each other, now know how each other plays. We're talking to Donna Detota from uh, Syracuse.com and uh, the Post Standard. Um, one of the things that you know you start to see around this time of year, given that you know the season is actually starting, uh, all the national prognostications, right? Everybody knows. There's even people who are filling out brackets online. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's it's overkill in my opinion because I don't think any basketball team in college has an identity until at least mid December. So to start to say what we know and what we don't know that th- now that being said there are a couple of national publications one including CBS Sports that says this is going to be a down year for the orange that this is going to be a season where at at best they're a bubble team and they might not even make the tournament now there's a lot of young guys and there's a lot of question marks but do you get the sense that this team will have a chip on its shoulder and something to prove and a caveat to that, can they prove it? Well, I don't know about the chip on their shoulders thing. I don't think they're a particularly chippy type of personalities on the team, but I do think, you know, they have a chance to be pretty good. And Jim said something interesting um, at Media Day, which I think is probably true. You know, this is a team of a lot of young, inexperienced guys. And when you come into the season with guys who haven't played very much and haven't played very much together, I think the ceiling is a lot higher than if you come into a season where a whole bunch of guys have a, are veterans, right? Because there's not a whole lot of room for improvement between, like, year three to or three and a half to four but i think there's a lot of room for improvement from year zero to one and from zero and from year one to two so i think that they have some components to be a pretty good team my one worry is about the guard situation because i think guards point guards in particular are extremely important in college basketball and Syracuse has 
a lot of guards who I think can be very good, but who are right now very young and very inexperienced. So I think that is, to me, the key to the season. How will those guards perform this year? Donna, I just preached that you should only take the negatives out of these exhibition <laughs> games and not, and not the positives, and I'm going to do the complete opposite now. Uh, Robert Braswell is playing in a position, the forward for Syracuse, that's really stacked when right. you look at it. He scores 17 points in an exhibition game. Is he going to see time this year, or is he buried down the depth chart? Well, you know, I don't know. I hope he gets to play because I really do think he can play. I mean, I think he's a guy who has a tremendous amount of upside just because he can shoot the ball. You know, he's six seven and can shoot. I mean, that's a skill that every guy wants on their team, right? Um, I think he's he understands that for him to play, he has to be able to defend and he has to be able to rebound. But I think really his ability to stretch the floor and his ability to make a three-point shot is going to be the key to him getting on the floor this year. But, I mean, I do think he's behind at this point, you know, uh, Marek and uh, Quincy and Elijah at the forward spots. We're talking to Donna DeToto for just a couple more moments here uh, from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard. She's going to be with us weekly here on ESPN Syracuse. Uh, how long have you been covering the uh, the Orange? Well, I've been at the, uh, you know, Post Standard, Herald Journal, Syracuse.com, Advanced media, all of the permutations of our company for 33 years. And uh, I have covered Syracuse in two different occasions. Syracuse's basketball team in two different occasions. So I don't know how many years total, maybe 20 years. I don't know. I I had breaks between here and there. Wow. Um, Wow. Um, I know. Wow. I I say to myself every day, I say to myself, wow, I've been for 33 years. Yeah, but can the audience just excuse me for one second? Just do not do not tweet anything at me. I, I, I thought you were a lot younger, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not hitting on you. I'm not saying anything. I, I, I thought I you were a lot were. younger. Okay. Um, do you miss the Big East like I miss the Big East, or have you embraced your ACC fandom? I miss the Big East for certain reasons. I miss the Big East because I think it was a lot, every game was seemed a lot more competitive and there was a lot more things at stake. And I also feel like Syracuse was geographically better suited for the, for the Big East. I mean, um, you know, we're going down to Florida, we're going down and spending a lot of time in North Carolina. And that, those to me are not particularly in Syracuse's sort of ge- geographical region. Although I will, I will say this, you, you go to a game in Atlanta or you go to a game in Florida and there are half those fans are Syracuse fans. So all the sort of transplanted people who are now in warmer weather cities and towns are coming to these southern games. Um, you know, it's kind of it's not too much fun to travel because it's sort of, you know you can't get anywhere easily from Syracuse, um, and you especially can't get anywhere easily in, in to, Flo- to Florida really or to to like South Bend. Sure. Although Syracuse played South Bend when they were in the Big East too, but um, you know there's just, it's just harder to get to some of these places than it was before. We, we have very few. I think we have one drive trip, and that trip is Boston College. Everything else we yeah. fly to. Yeah, it's a, um, that's a great point. That's a great point. Hey, uh, Donna, thanks so much for doing this. I'm looking forward to spending uh, uh, some time with you every week, and uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that we have a, a special shared connection with our teeth. Yes, yes, thank you. We, we are. We have good teeth. That's, that's, that's I'm great. A we'll take a creep. picture together, and we'll smile bright. That'll be a we lot of We are totally fun. doing that, yes. Okay, you got it. Donna DeTota right here from Syracuse.com in the Post Standard. Uh, she'll be joining us every Tuesday right here on ESPN Syracuse. We've got a special treat uh, coming up next. We will tell you all about it right here on ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show.
Hey, back here on ESPN Syracuse. So glad you're with us every day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Centers of Attention comes up at the uh, top of the hour. Um, there's been a, a basketball craze going on uh, here at the station with the start of the new season. And uh, one of the great shows that we are doing here at ESPN Syracuse is the Jerry McNamara Show, Mondays from 7 to 8. It will be taking place live at the Wildcat Pizza Pub. And Dan from the Wildcat Pizza Pub is in studio with us now. Dan, great to see you, man. Hey, good morning. How are you? Thank you for, for coming. Now, if you own a place that like, stays out late, mornings are not your thing. So we really appreciate it. Like, you could have pushed to be on Brent Axe's show easily. No, I, I don't know who Brent X is. I like this show. I oh, like Polly. Nice. I like coming down here. And <laughs> I'm just kidding, right? Um, no, it is an early morning, but it's not super early. The sun's up. It's 10 a.m., 10.30. It's all good. Very dude. nice. It's all good. Very nice. We appreciate it. So uh, the GMAC show, uh, this is going to be a really cool thing, and it's a chance to, for fans to come out and uh, get a chance to see the place and also to see him and, and, and listen to the radio show. Tell me about that experience. Uh, so the first one was last Monday, right? And it was a good, good little turnout. How'd that but go? Good. We're trying to push it, though, obviously. The next one is on the, help me out, the 11th? The 11th. The 11th, yes. which is a week from Monday. I think there's another one on the 25th. Yep. At the end of the month, and then as the basketball season gets going, there's a lot more scheduled. So Monday night, 7 o'clock, uh, Jerry is on site, along with Polly, which is really cool. And uh, it's, it's, it'll be fun. Yeah, Jerry. Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Polly's going to be it. there. I did say I that. I know, yeah. but you said that you, you caveat that with it, that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like Polly. I've said that before. I like him too, but I, no one's ever called him cool. I don't know. He did an 80s show for me not too long ago, and we rocked out. That was That was a cool time. It was fun. <laughs> I'm not oh, well, paying him to Jerry say that. No, Let's he hasn't just paid talk me anything. This. No, he hasn't, he hasn't paid me a dime. I think he owes me a lunch, but he hasn't paid me a dime. I'll tell, no. you, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Jerry is great in in this situations at these shows, too. He, uh, he, he signs autographs. He talks with people. He shakes hands. And three games this year, uh, the first one will be the ACC Big Ten Challenge game versus Iowa the yep. week before that game. Jerry will uh, will draw names and we'll play Papa Shot against a kid at Wildcat for the tickets. Oh, that's and it's, awesome. it's a yeah. lot of fun. He's really good with with everybody, and it, it's fun. He's he, it, you should come out and check it out. The, the word is engaging, which I really like. He is very engaging with the crowd, which I think is phenomenal. Which is not a given with 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 a you know a big time athlete or or anybody that's you know of any celebrity status. So that's a really kudos to him, and and also it must be a great atmosphere uh, for doing that. What are your expectations for SU hoops, or is it just we're happy it's back? Oh me, yeah, no, one, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really a, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him win the <laughs> national championship. Is that my expectation? Is that fair? That's um, fair. You know, I I don't know. I mean, you want to put money on that? <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. It, there, there's a lot of freshmen right this year, and yeah. we'll kind of see how it goes down. Okay, and uh, tonight the uh, the game's on ACC Net- Network Extra, which is uh, on the ESPN app. So my question to you is: um, Can you stream that game at the Wildcat Pizza Pub? We can. So that game will be streamed. Uh, is it a seven or eight o'clock tip? Eight, eight o'clock. o'clock tip. Eight o'clock tip. So we can. We have trivia night tonight, but. Uh, we can definitely stream it on some of the TVs, and people want to come down and watch uh, Syracuse play tonight. There's can. two things I want to hit one more, once more about Wildcat, too. How big okay. is the TV you got in the side room? Uh, 200 inches. It come is on. the biggest TV, and it, the 
picture is amazing. Yeah, that's the, that's the amazing part, that it is amazing. The, this picture's so clear, like, it's not 2000 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we want it to be, it's not 2000 anymore. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, do you, how do you, how do you, how do you get those games on for all those places? Is that like an Apple TV kind of thing? No, it's through DirecTV. DirecTV, oh, DirecTV does, has yeah. ACC Network yeah. Extra. Yeah, ah, we can stream that. Okay. Then. Oh, it, see, who knew that? It, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Polly? And one more thing I'm going to say about Lockheed. Okay, great food. The tater tots oh. are amazing. I think I've heard you say that before. I, 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 got I think the, you said it to me. Before. I love them. I get them every time, and they've got, they've got this. I ate a whole basket for lunch. You were I, down my, last week, right? Yeah, my, yeah. Lu- my lunch was tater tots. I'm a, I'm a five-year-old. That's good for you. That's nice. <laughs> Did you get a juice box while you were at it? He had orange high C, is what it was. Well, that's cool. All right, so the Jerry McNamara Show, Monday nights, uh, seven, uh, 7 to 8. Uh, right here on ESPN Syracuse and, of course, live from the Wildcat Pizza Pub. But also, you're going to have all the games, and people can watch SU football there. They can watch SU bat. I don't know why they'd want to, but it, no, I'm just joking. Um, uh, SU football, you've got SU basketball. You've also got NBA, and you've got the World Series and all that other stuff, too. Yep, everything, all the sports world. we got it all, man. Well, very cool, very cool. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, I'll make sure I get down there this season, and then Paulie's hosting the damn thing. Isn't he doing it with Buckshot? Yeah. I'm going to try and fire Buckshot. Buckshot? Who's Buckshot? Seth Goldberg. Okay, Okay. Uh, Dan. Yeah. Can you do us a favor? Whatever you need. Do us a favor. When when, when he comes to the... the, when When Seth Goldberg shows up at the Wildcat... Can you just talk? Just address him as Buckshot. Buckshot. We are trying to make Buckshot stick, yeah. And he's been resistant. And I'm just trying to tell him that if he wants to be a major market radio personality, he needs a hook. Yeah, that's Seth a morning Goldberg, show. Name. Seth Goldberg's not doing it. It's, Wasn't it's Seth Goldberg Buckshot. a wrestler? That's uh, that's just Goldberg. Oh, just I Goldberg. I don't even know that he had a first name. Uh, I was never big into the, the wrestling <laughs> world, but okay. Buckshot. You should get him one of those eighty T-shirts with the Buckshot across the it's chest. It's a great morning show name. Uh, Buckshot in the morning. Come on. Oh, yeah. Buckshot. He's just so so. Just he, he'll turn like a, a shade of pink. He'll walk <laughs> into the place and just go, "Hey, Buckshot, welcome to the show." Or, "Hey, good to see you, Buckshot." Oh, I'm telling you. All right, dude, do I, me a yeah, favor. Just. Just we'll video that and we'll post it on like Instagram or something. Okay. We got it. Buckshot. I'll forget, but I'm sure Paulie can remind me. Oh, Buckshot. I'll make sure to remind you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wildcat Pizza Pub, Monday nights, 7 to 8 for the uh, Jerry McNamara Show. Uh, Dan from Wildcat, thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, man. We really appreciate it, bud. All right. We'll put a bow on this and get you set for Centers of Attention in just a moment right here on ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. All right, that was fun. Fun show so far today. Can I give a shout out to our boy Nate Mink? Sure. He too had a perfect dentist examination this morning. Man, and I will I, tell you, my wife is at the dentist right now. I am the worst about the dentist. My teeth are a disaster. They're straight, oh. but they're a dis- they're full of uh, what so. I'm guessing are carcinogen lace M&M's like uh, fillings from when I was a kid from the tater tot days <laughs> yes the yeah my mouth is full of metal hmm um, you know uh, there was some Star Wars news yesterday big trailer came out uh, the Mandalorian yep that show looks incredible 
And there's a whole Star Wars thing going on. I did one of my episodes of the Hall of Justice on Star Wars, like the state of Star Wars, and how I made the suggestion that now that streaming has become so profitable for these companies, Disney Plus and, and uh, you know HBO Max and Apple TV Plus and ESPN Plus and everything plus and all that stuff, that The Mandalorian is going to be much better received from fans than Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. I could see that. I, we, Brent X and I were discussing this in the office today that I feel like this ending is going to infuriate me of this, mo- of this okay. Star Wars movie. Well, originally... When Disney bought Star Wars, they had announced it was going to be not just one more trilogy. It was trilogy after trilogy after trilogy after trilogy. We were going to get episodes 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, right? And the creators of Game of Thrones had been signed to to launch a trilogy mm-hmm. of Star Wars in 2022. Well, the story today is that partnership has been dissolved. Good. So the Star Wars fan in me, like I wasn't a Game of Thrones person. So, I mean, I have great respect for it. And I'm sure it was wonderful for the fan, you know, the throngs of fans that love it. And that's fine. Don't start tweeting at me saying I'm dumb because I didn't watch it. Um, I dedicated an episode of Game of Thrones of my podcast to Game of Thrones, but I didn't host it (laughs) because I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. But uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are the duo who in 2011 launched Game of Thrones. Uh, They are not. And my prediction, and then, Polly, this is what I wanted to bring up, is that I don't think they're going to have another film announcement for a while, that I think they're going to do Mandalorian, I think they're going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show, and I think you're going to see more announcements of more shows like that. And think of Star Wars like a timeline from Episode One, the prequel, to episode nine, which is coming out in Christmas. And what you're going to see is plugging holes. And if you think about it, the, the greatest time differences are between episodes three and four and episodes six and seven. Like there's 30 years between six and seven. And that's when the Mandalorian takes place. And I think that's when Rogue One takes place. Or no, Rogue One's right before Episode 4. Like, I think those two timelines, you're going to go into the Star Wars timeline with more stories. You're not going to see an extension. There will be no after Episode 9. Yeah, I I think The Last Jedi left a bad taste in the mouth of people who actually spend money on Star Wars. And uh, I think they should probably throttle it back and take their time and get things right with the stories and then not worry about putting out movies that uh, angry nerds won't pay money for. Well, you know, look, if you take this stuff seriously, and I, I take it seriously. I do, too. I th- you know, I think Star Wars is a, is a big thing. I think that I don't mind doing the sequel trilogy, but the decision to have it take place 30 years after was based on logistics because Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill were of a certain age, And so they didn't want to fake it, and they didn't want to have someone else play them. And so there's this missing gap between, you know, Return of the Jedi before the the Force Awakens, and what about the Force sleeping? Like, what about those 30 years? Like, do something then. That's what The Mandalorian is. It's post-Return of the Jedi, which I think is a fascinating time, because I wish there was more. I wish there was an Episode 7 right then and there. 
Anyway, I know we got to run. Centers of Attention's coming up next. Um, we'll nerd out more, and that's why I do a podcast called The Hall of Justice. Uh, for Paulie Sibilia, I'm Seth Everett. Stay tuned. Danny Shays and Atan Thomas are next. This is ESPN Syracuse.